0: listenership that's a big deal so it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast all you have to do is download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today in five four three two one welcome everybody to another episode of the genius brain podcast i am your host david so
1: i'm your other host joe jitsukawa baby 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 well 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 what have you been up to dude ha <laughs> Uh, what have I been up to? Man, there's a lot going on in my life right now. I'm about to go to Europe in a week. Ooh, dude, you're a traveling man, dude. You're you're a different Ooh, yeah. man. <laughs> it's it's one of my life bucket lists. And you and you know what's crazy? Um, the happiest point of my life, I made this commitment. It was like twenty eighteen or some shit like that. I was like, No no no. Uh this was twenty fifteen. I don't know, man. My dates are all fucked up. <laughs> 2018 was a year ago, yeah. What was five years ago?
0: What's it was it? 2020? So it's what, 2019, 2015, yeah. yeah 20, 20, 2015,
1: right? There, yeah, I made a goal. This is around the time I met um Jess, my ex. I made a goal that every month I'm gonna be uh traveling somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm gonna go, like I remember that, yeah, yeah. And I did it, and that shit was so fucking fun, dude. So um, and then when we got into the relationship and we got really busy from work and just life happened, we still traveled. Like, I th- I think we still travel more than the average person travels. Yeah. Like we're hella blessed. Like we're hella, yeah, we, we're lucky, you yeah. know, but there's a difference between work traveling and just traveling, traveling oh,
0: for sure. Dude, when, yeah. when we were traveling before, like for example, to, um, like people understand it goes, Oh, you want to go to Japan again for a third time. Well, the first time that we did it was in like a 20-person setting. Yeah. Second time we did it, it was literally for work. It was for – yeah, <laughs> we
1: went to go visit our
0: farm. So it's like a work mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. Yeah. To me, is a lot different, you yeah. know, because – and then on top of that. So like the third time, I just want to go just to explore, and I want to be there for two weeks. I think when you travel too, yeah, it's hard to explore – Even a fraction of a – like people people – you have to realize too, you live in a city too where you're at and then you still haven't even explored that within the 30 or 20 years that you lived. So how hard would it it be to explore a whole country within a week?
1: Yeah, you can't. And then you don't want to rush things either. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be like, all right, we're going to do 10 items in this city and then we're going to take a train and go to this city. And you just run so damn fast that – you don't get to marinate. And I like to marinate, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I know that, ugh, man, Japan has so much stuff to offer, man. If you guys haven't been to Japan.
0: First of all, that country is the nicest country I've ever been to in my life. Like, people are so fucking nice over there. Yeah. In terms of, like, service. Um, and also, too, because our dollar is more than
1: theirs because they're economy tanked. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it, feels, it feels fucking great. We feel so rich. Well, if you go to the countryside, they're even nicer. Because Tokyo's like the New York of Japan. Yeah. So they're actually mean. Oh, really? That's yeah. considered mean? That's considered mean by Japanese standards. Cause, Holy shit. Right? Sh- they're too busy. You know, whatever. Like, you got to go to the countryside. You got to go to the suburb. I mean, Kyoto is more countryside, I guess, but it's touristy. Yeah, very right? touristy. And then, like, so, yeah, you'll you where we went to was pretty touristy. But then if you go to the countryside and all that, Okinawa, um, Hokkaido, all that, like, the north... All those areas are supposed to be really chill. Like my brother did a whole backpacking trip from top to bottom, wow, north to south, and he was like, yeah. What's the what's what's the age gap
0: from you and your brother? Twelve. Shit, dude. Yeah, so twelve was, years. Was he was? But I always I'm always curious with like people who have like older brothers because my cousin, his older brother is also about ten to twelve years, and he was very like omnipresent.
1: Like he wasn't really there. Yeah, I think the reason why we're not close, too, is because he is, um, he went so like, since he's 12 years older than me, and he went to boarding school, when you, when you start your high school, around like 14? 14, right? Yeah. So 14 or 15, um, when they had me, things got busy, my parents were both working, my brother started acting up, so they sent him to boarding school in high school. Holy shit. So as soon as I was like three or whatever- He's gone for four years. Oh, shit. So so when I'm seven, or he'll come back maybe to visit in the summer or whatever, we might see him. But like I didn't see him until I was seven or eight. Damn. Yeah. And then he lived at the house for about a year to go to community college. So that's the most time I've known him is for a year. And then he would take me skateboarding. That's when, like, I remember him fixing motorcycles and shit. And then he would put me on the back of his bike. And we're like Japanese hillbillies, dude. <laughs> like, this motherfucker, we we fucking gunned it down the street. No helmet. And he would do donuts and destroy people's front lawn. And, yeah, man, it was funny. Like, <laughs> I, looking back now, that was some dangerous shit. Yeah. Yeah i remember one time um i got my ass beat because i i was like nine or ten and i wasn't big enough to take his bike out but i literally like picked it up and i turned it on and then the bike fell and i couldn't get it back up and he was pissed oh but oh, yeah you
0: dropped it yeah 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 that's the
1: most fun i had and the most interaction that i've had with him um because he was hella into like just redneck shit, you know, like mm. mortar sports, skateboarding, so surfing. You and your brother are just very active people. He's way crazier than I am. I'm, oh, I'm a really? scary cat compared to him. Yeah, he's like the extreme sports guys that can actually do the tricks. I can't do any of the tricks. Oh, yeah. shit. So, like, I'm not, a, I'm not really a, a daredevil like him. Like, he did the competitions. He did those... You know, when you go snowboarding with this guy, he's flipping around and doing the three sixties and shit, and I'm just riding. That's
0: so interesting because, like, I feel you would think that maybe because when I see like some relatives, I usually see uh, like the older or the 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 younger brother, or the older and the younger brother being different, right? Like yeah. you could tell like they have like distinctive personality differences. But you're just like a, a, a like a not as I guess bold version of him in terms of like extreme sports. Oh yeah,
1: no, not even. I wanted to be like him, and I would um kind of mimic him but he is a interesting case like I remember the last time we had a we talked and, and we were talking about like our ourselves and just whatever we had we share a lot of similar personality traits in how we view the world and how we view society and all this other stuff. but when it comes down to how we play it out, yeah. Um. It's completely different because I'm an extrovert, like a motherfucker, right? Mm. Like I love audiences, I love people, I love going out, talking to others, making friends. He's like um a severe introvert. Mm. He's like I want a cabin in the woods kind of guy. Oh. Yeah. Didn't you tell me one time this fool got lost in a forest? Yeah, that was in Japan. So when he was doing um a tour in Japan, he he was with a tour group and he kind of um. I don't think he's ADD, but he's kind of like that kid that follows a butterfly everywhere and loses track of time. (laughs) So he's taking photos and stuff, and he's going into the forest, and he he basically loses the tour group. And he goes deeper and deeper, and he says he starts finding these little – what do you call them? They're – they're like shrines or like little stone statue things, right? Oh, yeah, have you yeah, seen
0: yeah. those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, saw that in the countryside. Yeah, or, or, like yeah.
1: they have little fox mm-hmm. or like little Buddha guys or whatever. And he's like, that's tight. So he takes a picture and he goes to another, oh, that's tight, right? And before he knows it, he's like, "Holy oh, crap. I don't know how to get back. So he's 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 lost in the forest in Japan and the, and the fucking sun's about to go down. So he's running and looking around and he's like, holy crap, right? He doesn't know what to do. And then he sees light and he follows it and he gets into this village. And then he kind of finds a guy walking in the village and he tells him like, yeah, I'm completely lost. This is what happened. And a village guy was like, oh shit, that sucks. And he goes, come over. And then his, he told his whole family and then they basically gave him a room, fed him, bathed, let him bathe. And then in the morning, they took him to the, bu- they walked his ass all the way to the bus station and then um, pretty much like, did all that Japanese people are so (laughs) fucking nice dude if I saw somebody in the middle of a forest I'd be like fuck you you're gonna murder me dude but he probably because he knows that my brother I mean he speaks Japanese too so it's probably different from like who's this but they'll they'll probably do it for a foreigner too so crazy but that's country people right and I feel like country most country people all over the world are really good like kind-hearted souls
0: Dude, I could not get lost in a forest. I would fucking die, dude. I would literally fucking die. That's
1: not the first time he got lost in a forest, though. Why does he keep going in a forest? What's wrong with him? <laughs> so he was like, um, he was telling me that he was like very, since he was so introverted, he hated being a little bitch about um, everything. Like, yeah. and he said, okay, I have to travel alone. Oh, he was a scary, dude. Because he used to travel with people all the time. So he says, maybe um, in Japan, I can do this. So he decided that he was going to go backpack in Japan and do this by himself. And then after that, he was like, I always want to travel alone. Fuck people. Because he's like, people drag me down. I have to negotiate and be like, you want to eat this? You want to go there? And people are like, nah. And he's like, well, fuck. I don't want to listen to that. I, I want to go where I want to go. So he stopped traveling with people. Wow. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine
0: not traveling with somebody. Me too. I love the experience. I like sharing the experience with each other and then yeah. we can talk about it when we come after. Like, that's what I like about traveling. Yeah. Like doing it by myself,
1: it seems so empty to me. Well, I'm going to Europe by myself, but I'm meeting someone there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I met, that's fine. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah I'm, shout outs to Kyle Lee. Like, mm-hmm. he's a vlogger out in Vietnam and mm-hmm. he's, he's going to show me the ropes out there in uh, Europe. My friends told me that when I go to Vietnam I'm gonna look like a fucking giant. <laughs> oh
0: dude, you <laughs> are. Vietnamese people are small, man. Dude, I'm I, I already know what that's like because in Japan I felt like I was a giant. Yeah. I was I remember the the subway handles,
1: it was like right at my nipple. No, they're smaller yeah. than uh Japanese people. The younger generation isn't though. Oh okay. But for the most part, I think everyone's just smaller. Like but you know our buddy TK that mm-hmm. owns the club out there? Yeah. He's like six something. Yeah, he's tall as fuck. He's taller he's than me. He's tall. Like he's towers, man. Yeah. And it's so funny because all the girls just like, they look at him like, oh my God, look at his tall drink of water. <laughs> and me and fucking Danny are standing behind him like these two fucking guys. You, you know, know why? Because he looks
0: American. Look at those nutrients in his body, dude. dude. <laughs> you
1: know, he had an American diet. <laughs> I want the passport.
0: That's great. Do you feel? Do you feel like you're? I mean, I don't want to say that you've missed out on a lot, but you know, within the five years that you were together with Jess, like you, you really didn't get to do. Or I felt like you weren't doing the stuff that you wanted yeah. to, right? Just because you know, you guys were so different in terms of like traveling, and yeah. in terms of experiences. You know, for her, I mean, like well, a lot of people don't know this about her, but when she travels, like she gets like huge fucking migraines, yeah. and it's very debilitating for her. Yep. You know, I think like when you're with somebody like that too, and I didn't experience. You know, that level of stuff. But recently, Mariel has been, Mariel was going through a stint where she wasn't very motivated. Yeah. And, and I kind of felt a little bit of that where yeah. I felt guilty for wanting to leave an experience life without. Yeah, it. that's what I was going through. Yeah. Cause um,
1: I shouldn't feel this way. I feel like. Cause she wasn't trapping you in that sense. It's not her fault. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes what will happen is, um, so I didn't know this, but Bart gets airplane mi- migraines too. Oh. So he was relating to Jess about this, but Jess gets him severely. So um it's it's like it's like the the what do you call it like the height, the being up in the air, yeah, the tightness, yeah. the whatever yeah. and then the going up and down and levels. I some people are affected by it, others aren't. But then um Jess sometimes gets it to the point where she can't even walk cuz she's puking. So when we get to places um you know we have to use the whole entire first day to just chill. Yeah. And my personality is, you know, I'm a fidgety motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I get crazy. So I'm like, I got to go, dude. And she's like, Um, can you get me medicine? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to go get you medicine. Yeah. Can you get the fuck out of this hotel, right? Yeah. So I get out and I'm exploring. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, but I feel so bad. Like, I should be there with her. So it was a struggle, man, because- yeah a part of me is like, I want to share this experience with her. But the other part of me is like wanting to be a fucking Indiana Jones adventurer. Yeah. Yeah. And then we both have different likes and dislikes and energy levels. Like she really likes to chill, take things slow, do things like on a resort and relax. And for me, I'll relax when I get home. Mm -hmm. I just want to see everything and move and, and, And for me, I don't get tired on trips because it's so energizing to me. Um, But I know for some of my friends, like and especially like with Jess too, trips exhaust them. So they need to have a recharge day. Yeah. And I think for me, I wasn't really a good boyfriend in that sense where I knew how to balance that. I would just get pissed. Like, why are you tired? We're on vacation, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I wouldn't say you were a bad boyfriend in that. It's just more like... You know, I, I mentioned this where I said that there are certain things that people have within a relationship that's that there's their pillars. I call them pillars. It's like, these are stuff that cannot be removed or my foundation of as a human being gets yeah. broken. One of your pillars is how you experience life. Yeah. And I think with her, it was frustrating because you want to take her along, but she can't. Yeah. And so it's just, at first it's like, okay, I feel bad. Then it's year two, same thing. Year three, same thing. Yeah. It builds up, builds up. Then you get a little bit of resentment in there. Yeah and it's just both of you start to present each other and it's just coming from it's weird because it's coming still coming from a good place it's like yeah. i wish that you could do this with me not fuck you i want to bounce it's yeah. more like Why i'm so can't frustrated
1: cuz i want to share the experience and we can't just cuz you know like at the end of the day we're just two different people and we want different things out of a vacation and i didn't realize how important that was to know that stuff before you get into a relationship with someone yeah like you got to test like how you both experience and explore a vacation because these things like who the fuck knows until it happens no yeah. wonder there's so many divorces in our parents generation they just fucking get married and then they, they find this shit out later and they're like, "Oh shit. Yeah, people jump the gun and they get together really fast with people. And they get
0: infatuated with this concept, like this fairytale relationship concept a lot, right? Because yeah. like, everybody's on a high when they first start. And you think that that glimpse of happiness is something that's going to show what your whole future is going to be. Yeah. Like and it's not the fucking case. yeah. Because even with your friends, you, you really don't even know who your friends are until you spend time with them. Yeah. Not even the first year, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to get away. Yeah. there's There's been a lot of times, too, where we see friends where they assume that they know these people. And I, and I use these words friends very loosely because I have, Tim says it the best. He goes, there's homies and there's the homies.
1: Y- yeah. You know what I mean? I say, I, yeah, I have friends and I have homies. Yeah. Yeah. And homies so, are like. That's family, right? Yeah, exactly. And friends are like acquaintances. That's what most people Mm -hmm. call
0: them. Because we got a lot of acquaintances and friends. It's just, you know, how many people are the homies where it's like, I can literally toss you my house key and be like, enter whenever you want. Yeah. You know, and then they'll have enough like common sense to know when they can come in, when they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the type of level of connection that I feel like that's what real friends are. Yep. And that's the hard part where people get confused. Like, yo, this is my friend. Are they fucking
1: really though? Nope. <laughs> you know, like are they really? And people don't know how to filter people for you. Mm-hmm. Like there's shit like yeah, he's my friend. And then you think that they're vouching for them and then you get fucked over by this friend of theirs and you're like what the fuck, man? And he goes, "Oh, well, I didn't know." It's yeah. like you called him your friend, you fucker? Yeah, exactly. It's oh, man, I remember this time where so I was
0: in Riverside and um I I don't think people really understood um what i meant by like is this a homie or not right so it's like uh there was this dude his name is james and james is a very very rich rich fucking chinese kid like now he's like this rich taiwanese kid and this fool was he was just like an acquaintance friend right and uh what i told people when we we're living in that apartment it's like when people come over they have to be somebody that i know and i want to i want to you know, I, I got to know them Obviously, first.
1: Obviously, you don't want to bring everybody in your house. Yeah, but fucking rich fucking kids. They don't, don't know shit. Yeah, they just let anybody walk into I their house. I don't know why. And they're they're the ones that should be the most paranoid. I yeah. don't know why. Every single fucking, like, rich kid that I've known. Let them in. They, like, they let the fuck They'll let a fucking predator in their house and say, oh, he's cool. Mm -hmm. And they'll be shocked when
0: shit goes down. Yeah. And so I, I hated that fucking behavior. And there's like another story to that, too. But this one. So this dude. Number one, I said, like, okay, one of my roommates basically let him into the apartment. Right. And I don't really know the dude like that, which I don't really fucking like. And I, you know, when they when he came in, I was like, cool. He goes, yo, can my homies come in? is what somebody typically should ask before they come in. If you're already allowed in, you bringing some other people I don't know is not fucking allowed. Yeah. I don't know them. I don't know where they're at. I don't know who they associate it's with. It's like a three-way fuckery. <laughs> exactly. So he comes in and this is like some shit where he comes in and he starts... Uh, I, I had a rule where I just didn't like the smell of fucking weed. I hated that smell. So yeah. I was like... Because it stinks up the whole house. Like smoke yeah. that shit somewhere else. Yeah. But that full broke up a fucking black and mild, used the fucking rap and started smoking inside our place. And I came after class into the apartment to find this fool with a bunch of tobacco on the floor, on the table. And all three of these motherfuckers were smoking in my apartment. Oh, fuck. I didn't know two of them. And I just knew James. Yeah. And I looked at James. I was like, James, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he goes, nah, man, it's cool. It's cool. Why and is it cool? I don't know. But he said, that. and then I just Why went, is it cool? It's not cool. But this is, I guess this is how rich fucking kids work or some
1: shit. I don't know. If someone said, what the fuck? You have to answer them. You yeah. don't tell them that it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Like it's that's cool. going to defuse it. That's only going
0: to make me want to murder them. Yeah, so I got really fucking angry. And here's the funny thing too. So two of his homies are like his frat homies or whatever, right? And I literally looked at James. i the fucking Greek <laughs> letters off their shirt. What the fuck? So these dudes are just sitting there. I was like, yo, you two got to get the fuck out of my apartment, right? And I was, James, let me talk to you real quick, right? I was like, yo, I don't even like you being in my apartment alone in the first place. Like number two cuz I didn't tell say it was cool like the the my other roommate said it was yeah. cool. You don't ever bring fucking random people in here. He goes, "Nah, man, you're tripping. It's cool." And I literally fucking grabbed him by his fucking pant belt and I flipped him and I slammed him on the floor. <laughs> I was so fucking angry yeah. and I started like choking this fool out on the floor. "You're tripping. It's cool. Why yeah. would you say that to someone?" Kept, and he just kept on making me angry. But this guy James is so fucking Dumb and so high. I'm literally choking this fool out and I let him up, right? And he goes, Whoa, 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 chill, 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 chill. <laughs> it's already been done, you yeah. fucking idiot. And he goes, David, David, David. I'm like, What's up, right? Pissed. And he goes, Dude, my phone is dying, man. You got a charger? <laughs> and I'm looking up, like, he's so fucking high. Whoa, 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 chill. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, Do you have a charger? Because my phone is dying. And I'm I immediately stopped getting angry because I couldn't. I just started laughing. Oh, I was like, God. "You are your shit must be laced with something because you're wow. so out of this fucking universe right now. You don't even realize that I just slammed you to the floor." He didn't realize it. That he was like, the, he said, "Do you have a charger? My phone is dying." Oh, my After God. I just slammed him and I was choking him on the floor, it was so fucking. And these two other dudes that were in the frat pissed me off so much because. They started, after, they heard us, the commotion go in and they started coming in. And my other buddy, Rishi, he was like, you guys should step out because Dave is going to fucking murder you right now. Cause they're like, oh shit. Cause I, I, James already didn't get fucking socked in the face because yeah. I know him. Yeah. These two other people who I don't know that just started fucking smoking a blunt in my place. Yeah. I would have stabbed them. I was so fucking mad, but that's, that's just like, people are weird. It's like, you're not close enough to me yeah. to be doing this shit. Yeah. Do you understand? Like how, they don't understand that shit. They probably treat it as a crack house. They're like, it's cool. Welcome
1: to the crack house.
0: (laughs) I I know. I think when I first moved to Riverside, uh, that was the first time I lived outside of my house. So I didn't really, I didn't have enough like personal experience with other human beings to really learn how to control my temper when things wouldn't go my way. Yeah. You know, and I was living in a house with people who had all different walks of life. And albeit most of the people in that place, except for, uh. Uh, a couple of guys, this guy named Christian and this other dude named Tony, we had similar walks of life in terms of what we weren't balling, you know. But a few of them were pretty fucking well off. And those are the ones I clash with all the time because we didn't have the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, we had a um, <clears throat> roommate who brought in one of his friends from the East Coast. Um, and uh, she went out to a uh, 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 Ivy League. She was she grew up and she was living in a. Super nice area, like the richest area, like of that of that place. And then when she was at Princeton, she told me that, um, you know, they would meet people at the coffee shop or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they would carry that conversation to the house. Like they would bring this person that they met, like stranger, and then they would bring them to the uh like the frat house or whatever house that everybody was living in to introduce them to other people. So yeah. She thought it would be a great idea that she met someone at the spa and bring them over to our house. What the fuck? Yeah. So like, okay. So this is how it went down, right? That th- that's the backstory. So I, I was talking to her, and we're, we're just like, we're, she was staying with us for at the time, and she's like, yeah, you know, my friend's gonna come over. You guys, I'm really excited for you to meet him. And yeah. I'm like, cool. What does he do? Oh, you know, I think he's kind of like in between jobs right now, but he's like in entertainment. Like, so I think you'll like him because it's kind of like the same thing. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, but he doesn't have a car. So we have to go pick him up. And I went, wait, what? This is L.A. He's in between jobs. He doesn't have a car. That sounds like a fucking loser to me. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of in entertainment, that sounds like a wannabe. Yeah. Like, everybody here is kind of in entertainment. Yeah, everybody. And that, to me, just is a guy who's just... He thinks he's a fucking singer or a rapper or actor or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking loser. And then um, I was like, so how long you known this guy? Like, is he from the East Coast and he's visiting? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, like, where'd you meet him? Oh, at the spa, like a week ago. we just been talking... What the fuck? And I'm like, nah, you ain't going to go fucking get him. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. are you crazy? He goes, no, he's cool. He's my friend. Your friend? You just met the motherfucker. Exactly. So so then, like, I, I, I told her, like, you can't fucking do this shit, right? And um, when I made this realization... It was, it was like, it was like, it kind of like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't fucking realize this. Like they're already on their way. And I called her and I was like, hey, you can't do this shit. Right. Yeah. And then later they, that's when I found out why she thinks this way is because when she went to Princeton, I kind of told the story out of order, but when she, you know, she's like, well, I didn't think it'd be any like harm because she did that all the fucking time. Like they do that shit in those rich college towns. So I'm like, if I knew this when I was a criminal, yeah i would have i would, have, I went would have went to a coffee shop in princeton fucking made friends walked into one of those fucking billionaire frat houses and robbed those fuckers dry yeah easy and I'm shit. like, what the fuck are you guys kidding me man you that's why is it that safe and sheltered am i the one that's kind of like a battered housewife here <laughs> yeah. where i've been through some shit you know what i mean like I, I saw some shit. That's why I'm paranoid. Like I'm not gonna let these fuckers in my house. Yeah, it's crazy. Even something as small as this, right? So <clears throat> stealing my all of my two hundred dollars worth of furniture. You know what I mean? Like I don't have much to fucking take, but yeah. still, it's a violation.
0: Like fucking uh, like even Mariel, too. When we were first dating, um, there was something small. Uh, park a car, we leave, and she left her backpack in the front seat. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "It's cool. We're just gonna go in for like ten minutes." I was like, "Nope. Always take your backpack." Because I'm used to people busting fucking windows and jacking bags yeah, out of the It only
1: takes one minute to do that. Exactly.
0: Not even just smash, yeah. grab, and you're gone. And then she was like, "No, it's completely okay. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "No, nah, that makes me uncomfortable. Always take your bag with you, or if you're not, throw it in your trunk. Because if people see your shit, that means they could take it." And <clears throat> I think for her it was hard pressed because she, you know, she grew up in like the Chino Hills Diamond Bar. Did she area. thinks that the window
1: would protect it. She's like, "It's locked." <laughs> they just she's like there's no way in she's so fucking innocent yeah dude. a lot she's of like, don't worry i locked a door okay oh great well there's no way no one's gonna get in now a lot of
0: people that uh in that area that she grew up with had that similar mentality they don't they don't think um of like these negative negative shit that could happen well i would love to live in their world that's man. what i'm saying i think we we stay in the wrong area Fuck, dude <laughs> we should have just we Oh, we should have just went over into that area and then done what we normally do. And it would have been okay. And they wouldn't have known any oh fucking better. God. It's, it was so weird. Man, it's, it's just like the, the upbringing is so different. Even when we, there was this one time Mario and I went to uh, the beach and when we were going back to the car, it was the, the sun was already setting. I, when I was walking up, I saw two dudes huddle next to my car. It was a Tesla at the time. And they were huddled next to it doing some shit. And the first thing I do, I walk up and I literally push Mario aside and I walk up. I'm like, yo, what's up? And then these kids, they the, oh, I'm so sorry. So they were changing their clothes in between our cars because they're going to the beach. Oh. And then Mariel was like, well, she was like, why did you yell at them like that? I was like, well, where I grew up, if somebody's huddled next to my car, they're, they're trying to jack They're breaking yeah. in. They're trying to jack it. And she goes, I can't believe you would think like they would ever do something like that. And I was like- Was she thinking like you were treating them a certain way because of the color of their skin? <laughs> Well, they were just, there were some white boys, but she thought that I was being hyper aggressive. But what I was trying to explain to her is that this usually meant my shit's gonna get jacked because my car's been broken into a couple times. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And it was just weird. And I kind of felt bad because I kind of like squared up on them. I'm not like a scary looking dude. But then, you know, I was like fucking getting ready to like protect my fucking car. Yeah. And I think for her, she, she wasn't used to growing up like that. Yeah. So for her, she just sees me being hyper aggressive. She's like, you're overreacting. Yeah, a little bit. She thought I was overreacting, but in, in my mind, I wasn't because I thought somebody was going to steal my car. Yeah. Mm. It's weird though when people grow up differently, the, just like that that lens and
1: that perspective. Um, yeah, for me, I think I, I've i always got along with people that grew up similar in class than race. Mm, yep, like I yep. get along more with white, black, Mexican that are like lower middle class or whatever than I do with Asians that are high class. Yeah. We have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, aside from the culture and food, Yeah, the, the upbringing is different. Like, so when people like, I mean, we always talk about race and we always talk about like in Asian culture and this and that. But I think a bigger thing that connects us all is like class culture. Because mm. I had a lot of similarities with uh, Jess because of that, even oh, though yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. white and stuff. I mean, she is, and Aaron. You know, he's white, and like oh, yeah. even Steve, and like we all kind of have a similar background in class, right? Like yeah. we're either middle or lower to middle class, and we never really grew up like a lot of our rich friends. Mm-hmm. So some of our rich friends will have, we'll be friends with, but there's a little bit that's a, that's different if you've noticed. Yeah, 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 yeah and And but then, as you grow up you you start becoming more worldly, right so you could connect with more people and um it it but it there is something to me that there's just a different kind of human being that's created, especially like if 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 you if you never had to worry about money or safety,
0: mm. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, my friends. I like to learn. I like to learn when I want to learn. And if only there was a place where there was a library full of thousands of videos that will help me brush up on my hobbies or maybe even some new entrepreneurial skills on my free time. Well, guess what there is? It's called Skillshare, my friends. Let me tell you a little bit about skill. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography, creative writing, design, productivity, and a whole bunch more. This is just to name a few. So whether you're returning to a long-time passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has the classes for you. You guys know me. I'm a photo guy, and you can't do photo without a little bit of basic knowledge and foundation, man. Um, Adobe Photoshop and all these other programs actually require you to, uh, to know these things because uh, these programs are not intuitive at all. And I want to know specific things and I could pick and choose from certain courses so I can just go right to it. So Skillshare has thousands and hundreds of classes that, um, that are basically at the end of my fingertips. I could just click, click away, get on the website and then look for whatever I want to learn. And Skillshare has got my back. So check it out. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a, uh, a special offer just for my listeners to get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Genius Brain listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash brain. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash brain to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash brain. Yeah. It's a different world. They- we, I just came back from a wedding, and um, and I only this this only reminded me of like how certain people who have who live in a one area in their whole life and they kind of they grow up well off, they kind of just say shit without thinking about repercussions a lot, mm. you know, because I felt like when we grew up. If we said something out loud in public, we knew that if we if we were like dissing somebody or if we had like a
1: hardcore opinion about somebody else, there's a, there's a chance that you could get like slapped up for it. So, all right, because there's violence involved. Like you offend the wrong person, like you might go through some real crazy violence. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Mariel and I went to a wedding not too long ago where <clears throat>
0: uh, I'm not sure if they're really her close friends. Actually, they're not her really close friends, but they kind of know each other from in the past, and they kind of reconnected at the wedding. And I think she realized how different. She grew She grew apart from them just based on the, the subject matter, what they talk about, who they talk about, and how they talk about certain things. So they kind of grow up with just only Korean people, right? Mm. And so the way they say certain things about other races, it's, it's so common to like bash on other races. And, and, you know, it's like lighthearted jokes, but to me it's not lighthearted because I grew up in such a multicultural area. Mm. Like, for example... One of them, and I got really quiet, and I was like, man, I, I was going to say something, but I'm like, this is a wedding, and whatever, this person's not somebody I care about, so I'm just going to let it slide, but she just said something, like, really racially insensitive, where she was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember this guy that I used to date, like, yeah, I was really in love with him, but yeah, now he's dating, like, some some, some ratchet girl, you know, because, like, you know, you know those Vietnamese people, and I was like, the fuck, and the first thing, you know, I grew up around a lot of Vietnamese people, so I kind of, like, my ears perked up, and I kind of looked over, like, the fuck did you just say, like, like, it was like, there's, you know, we make jokes about like, you know, how Asian people hate other Asian races and it's based in that comedy world. But she said it as a matter of fact, like Vietnamese people were lower than her. Mm. And I kind of like looked at her like, the fuck, bitch? You know what I mean? Like, I'm Korean, but you don't know how I grew up. Yeah. You don't fucking watch your fucking mouth. And I just kind of sat there for the rest of the wedding. I just had my phone out. I was playing games. Cause like... Fuck these people. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I can't, I can't listen to this fucking ignorant bullshit. And it was hard for me because <clears throat> this is definitely a... A matter of people who grew up only around their kind, their thoughts, their philosophies, and their very close-minded human beings. And I'm, they're the same type of people that would scream racism if someone did that to them. Exactly. And I just like sat there and it was kind of like stewing inside me a little bit, but it wasn't It wasn't my wedding. It wasn't my scenario and I'm not going to ruin somebody's wedding and make a scene. Yeah, so.
1: that's only correct if you say it in front of a Vietnamese person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know those ratchet ass Vietnamese people? They're like, man, no, man. I know what you're talking about. I know, man. (laughs) It's only funny when you're doing it as a joke, and you don't really mean it. Yeah, and and she meant it. That's fucked up because that's the thing, man. It's like I love making fun of how shitty like different cultures are. Yeah, but so is my culture, and I don't even, you know. But that that's the joke, and that's the fun part. You're saying things that you're not supposed to say. But when you really mean it and you really think that other human beings are below you, that's such a low way to think. And it's – yeah, and it, yeah it's, that's where it stemmed from. It wasn't
0: – there wasn't any nuance. It wasn't really a joke. It was just like these Vietnamese oh, people man. are lower than me. I'm like ratchet, dude. Fucking Korean people are ratchet as fuck. Have you been to K-Town? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? She thinks – she acts like, <laughs> like Koreans are super proper. We have something called – Tommy girls, which are fucking escorts that's normalized in our culture. <laughs> where they just walk around sucking dick all day. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? It's <gasps> so funny. Like, I'm not hating on my culture. I'm just saying, like, every culture has their negative thing. Every culture
1: has ratchet. Yeah, everybody like, does. There, there is no culture that is completely classy and completely like rich and, and like there's none of
0: that shit. Yeah. That, that the the remark came from just, just, it was like her truth. It didn't feel very much like she was making a side comment or joke. It was Mm. just like a truth thing. It's like, Oh, you know that Vietnamese people are only like this. It's like, I know a lot
1: of Vietnamese people that are very classy and very wealthy. (laughs) They they are in Vietnam right now, dude. Killing it. I know. Right. But, That's that's kind of hard for me to digest too, like, especially because I have so much love for that culture or just I know a lot. So it almost feels like an offense to me personally if they hear if I hear shit like that, like and it's legit. Yeah. Like if someone says it, because that's the same thing as if a white person were saying it to a black person or whatever. It doesn't make it less because it's Asian on Asian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the whole it's you know when we um not we, you
0: you would do this character where you're just like the making the Korean character that's making fun of other Asian races. Yeah. That's a nuanced joke because of how superior Asian people feel compared to other Asian yeah. races.
1: I'm making fun of all the old Asian men <laughs> that are just blatantly racist but they don't realize how fucking dumb they are yeah. because they're really just the trash of that race. So yeah. they think that way, but you got to understand that to get it. Like a lot of these people, they're probably lowest on the totem pole in their culture. Mm-hmm. So to overcompensate for being such a fucking low life, they have to talk shit about other races. yeah. Cause the classiest of the classiest, they're not fucking even doing that. They're too busy. Making money and doing crazy shit, you know? Yeah,
0: you know, for facts too, like, you know, like a lot of the Vietnamese homies that I grew up around or I still have to this day, there's some ratchet, there's some paranormal ratchetivity going on, as I say, (laughs) you know what I mean? But But that's that's, what makes it so fun. That's the fun shit. Yo, if you've never been to a fucking Vietnamese wedding, you are missing the fuck out, dude. That shit is the funnest wedding to ever go to.
1: And like, I don't know, I think ghetto or uh, ratchet or just... All that stuff is perspective, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's something about the Southeast Asian culture that I love. Very different from the um, East Asian culture. Mm. I feel like we need to learn how to fucking loosen up. Talking about East Asians, right? Japanese, Koreans, Chinese. um, Yes, we party and we fucking binge drink and whatever. But I feel like we have a lot to learn from Southeast Asians and just enjoying life and not being so tense and not being so fucking serious. There's a lot of uh, saving face,
0: you know, in our culture. It's very political. Like Korean and Japanese, yeah. it's so much ingrained into our culture. It's so hard to be yourself because you're thinking about what somebody else thinks about you all the fucking time
1: you're all you're almost like living for rules more
0: than just living dude let me tell you this fucking funny shit at that same wedding Marilyn and we <laughs> were sitting down and this older korean gentleman that knew the younger girl next to us from like at church from way before when she was uh, maybe he hasn't seen her maybe in a few years i'm only guessing because the first thing he does when he sees her he says this he goes in korean he goes whoa you gained a lot of weight <laughs> like right off the fucking jump dude Damn. it's so fucking funny in korean culture that you know, looking at somebody and making a judgment about how they look is completely normalized. Yeah. Um I mean a part of it feels Japanese like Japanese
1: too, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: She, she goes, Oh, don't which he's like, Oh, you got a little fat, didn't yep. you? <laughs> <laughs> They'll
1: say that shit all day.
0: Which I was like, I started cracking up only because, you know, from, a, now I'm Korean American. From looking at that from an American perspective, I think. It's so hurtful. It'd be very hurtful. But you in Korean say culture, that shit, it's kind of like, uh. oh yeah, I did gain some weight. It's like, oh, you're right. And I'm trying to lose some weight. They're like, ah. But, you plumped up. Yeah. But making comments about your physical looks in Asian culture, it's, it's pretty normalized. I don't know what that feels to somebody, if it hurts them a lot. Because yeah. if somebody looks at me and says like, "Oh, you gained some weight," it doesn't hurt my feelings. Because
1: you hurt it so much, or
0: yeah, maybe yeah. I just never really felt a certain way about it. Because if I did gain weight, to me, it's just facts. It's like
1: same, t- same here. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're right. I did gain some weight, and then I don't know if it, if they if it's the same in Korean, but they say it in such a cute way, like yeah. the way that they tease you and and whatever. I feel like it's adorable, yeah, when, especially old ladies too. When mm-hmm. they fucking come at you and they'll be like, "Oh, you got fat." Yeah, you know they're not disgusted. That's why
0: it's just it's yeah. just, it's almost like a conversation topic. It's like the immediate go to. Yeah, one of the biggest Korean compliments that you can ever get is oh, no goody way man, which basically means like, oh, why is your face so small? It's like oh. like you're having a small face is like the biggest fucking beauty compliment you can ever get on earth. Mm. It's like, oh, my face is small. Wow, like Chia tim's tim's fucking uh wife her face is like a tiny almond you know what i mean in korea like she's a perfect almond face in korea she's considered the standard of what beauty is really yeah because her face is like the size of a fucking pinky nail <laughs> you know what i mean like i could literally cover all chia's face with
1: my thumb oh, if i shit. wanted to no i mean they'll comment on all body types right they'll be like oh you got muscles oh you tall yeah. yeah look at you you're fucking small you know like they'll
0: yeah
1: it's just like the thing for yeah, us. Yeah, that is a that is a that is a funny observation.
0: Yeah, right. They always have to make a physical yeah. observation about you, and that's like the beginning of their conversation yeah. if they haven't seen you in a long time.
1: Yeah, because if I get fit, they'll they'll say that too. Yeah. they will be like, "Oh shit, you've been working out, man. Good for you." You know, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, you've been getting fat. You've been eating good." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they'll say that too.
0: I've uh, yeah my my mom my dad did that once too. Um, this there's this kid that I used to know. Uh, in Sacramento I was one of his first Korean friends here funny shit because when he came to when he came from Korea to here I can't remember what age that I met him but I'm thinking it was either it was definitely oh it was freshman year of high school and my dad is such a fucking savage because his his older sister dressed like a tomboy all the time like she used to wear those baggy ass jinko jeans baggy ass t-shirts back in the day with Korean girls it was super popular in Korea like dressing like a boy and shit in the baggy clothes um so, <laughs> my dad fucking comes up to this girl, right? <laughs> and there's like he hasn't seen her like in a few weeks or a month or whatever. He looks at her straight up. He goes, "He goes, you got pretty fat." <laughs> and then she just looks at him and storms off and goes into a room, oh. super mad. I just looked at my dad. I was like, "Why did you say that?" Right? And he goes. Cause she got fat. What's the problem? <laughs> he doesn't get what the fucking problem is, dude. And it's just making that physical observation was just something that Korean people always do. Damn. He goes, "You got really fucking fat, dude." He just said, like, "You got." Fat. Did she gain weight though? She got fat. I thought it was the baggy clothes. Oh yeah, I think she wore baggy clothes because maybe she to wore hide it to hide her. her oh man, bigger appearance. That's fucked up. She wasn't ugly or anything either. She was. I think she yeah. was like pretty decent looking. It's just that she didn't really. She wasn't very like.
1: She didn't dress very feminine. But I also feel like their generation, they weren't so fat, sh- like, ashamed of their fat. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Because my uncle told me, like, back then, like, um, yeah, they liked slender women, but they feel like our generation is way more body, uh, what's the word? Like, obsessed. Mm. Like, for them, they're like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of the girls now... I find completely beautiful, but the guys today don't even think so. Mm. So that's one. And then another thing is the guys' body type. Like they're like the ideal man was someone who kind of had a pot belly or just had had some thickness to them. And he was like, it was a different time. And then I was asking the 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 my aunt and their the ladies of that generation. They're like, we didn't want that, obviously. But the guys... It was cool for the guys to look that way.
0: Mm. So I'm like, really? Yeah, I don't
1: know. So for the guys, they wanted to be like a little bit potbelly and a little bit yeah, meaty, right? And that was being a man that was cool. You don't want to be a skinny boy. But then the girls actually like the skinny guys. Beauty standards are so fucking different,
0: dude. Even like all our homies, when we talk about... Um, what we like i feel like you and i have very similar tastes in what we find attractive right more curvy <clears throat> women i think this is what we grew up seeing athletic our whole yeah athletic curvy yeah, women, yeah. and then you know like some other asian people they they like the girls with the thigh gap super thin they look like they haven't eaten in six days you that's know?
1: different yeah yeah and they it's get crazy. fucking a
0: hard on looking at these girls with fucking like 12 year old boy chest <laughs>
1: i need curves man yeah
0: and they're like damn that even if they're
1: so- small they have to have curves yeah
0: yeah and I'm, you know, to each their fucking own. That's not really my thing, but I can't really wrap my head around that. But they can't. That's wrap their, their style. Yeah, they can't even wrap their head around, you know, who who I think is really pretty. Well, one of our friends too. I remember we were talking about it where he was like, "Oh, who do you like? Who do you think you're, you know, out of your homegirls is really pretty?" I was like, "I think Geo is fucking really, really pretty." Right mm-hmm. out of the home homegirls, you know, this guy specifically was like, "I don't really fi- think she's that pretty." I'm like, "What? And what? And what? What, what sense?" Right? She goes. Pfft. She's just like too big. I was like, mm. too big? She's fucking athletic. but he, I For them. Yeah. And then when I, saw, when I told him to show me photos of what he finds attractive, he likes the Asian girls that look mm. like little 10-year-old boys. Like that's his thing. Like he likes the super skinny, you know, I mean, they're very pretty in the face, but yeah. he likes them really tiny and small. I'm like, well, that's why you don't think she's a very pretty girl is because she's, you know, an actual human being. Like she's the size of a regular person. Mm. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, this is this is just some different shit. Like everybody
1: has like their own flavor. Yeah, that's true. Like for me too, um, I think I have very interesting beauty standards because like me and Nikki are kind of similar in a way. There was a name for it. But Nikki thinks human beings are kind of blobs until someone makes her laugh. Right? Mm. So for me, there's beautiful like aesthetically like models you take photos of them or whatever and then there's there's art right and then there's sexual like physical sexual like like girls that do the fucking tna modeling big ass big titties like that to me is just the porn realm and then you have girls that you actually find attractive and you desire but that takes personality to kind of turn on for me and so i can have someone that isn't really that good looking but because I'm into them, like, I think I've heard this a lot from women, too. And I'm like, maybe I think like a fucking woman. But, like, that, that is that is something that I'm like, boom, you. I want you. And I don't give a fuck. If you look ugly to other people, you look good to me. So you know what weird. it
0: also is, too? I think, you know, that comes with, like, time and age. Because once you've had... This very simple form of attraction, which is just you look good, I want to fuck you. Yeah, you're you're always trying to look for that a, a different
1: high that's yeah. way better than in it. And it's and it's to me like it's it goes away oh very fast as soon as you get laid, as soon as the magic is gone, as soon as you start to realize their personality, then you move on to the next. Yeah. After a while, you get desensitized to the beauty. Yeah. So. For example, and it takes time though cuz I'm 35 now. So like it took years yeah. for me to be desensitized yeah. to beauty. And it's only because I got laid by beautiful girls. If I never did, I don't think I'd be desensitized. And on yeah, top of sure. that, for sure. Um it's like once you buy a luxury car that you can and then you can afford another one and you can buy as many cars as you want and it's and then you get kind of bored of it unless you're Jay Leno and you're really fucking into cars, yeah. right? But for most people, I feel like there is a point of overstimulation and then you have to go for something else. So it's the same thing with abusing sex. It's the same with abusing drugs. I think like like just looking at women that way, it turns into this, um, you know, it's an abusive behavior of just looking at eye candy basically. And there's got to be a point where you go and grow past that. But I think for a lot of young men, um, they get stuck in that. And sometimes forever, because most guys don't get the chance of exploring past that. And I think for women, it's different because they stand around and they get to choose. Mm. Like I say, a beautiful girl experiences what a a famous um, influencer gets to experience. Yeah. You know they get they they get pursued. They have choices. They have multiple choices, so they could sit back and be like, "All right." And if they wanted to, they get to experience the whole like, "Let's use these good-looking guys and let's hoe it up a real real quick and see if it's worth it." Yeah, that
0: that that pretty person thing gets worn out super fast. When I <clears throat> there's a story where when I was in college. There's this is one girl within the dorm. Every fucking guy fawned over this chick, like loved her to fucking death. Not because her personality was dope, not because of anything else. They just thought that she was fucking hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Personally, didn't think that she was uh, that attractive, but to them, she was she was like a cheerleader, very fit. She was like half Chinese, half white. I think she was a little cross-eyed. Maybe that's why I didn't really like her. But <laughs>
1: but they're thinking about other things with those cross-eyed. Exactly, eyes. <laughs> dude.
0: They think that if they could stick their dick in her mouth. They would probably straighten it out or something. But. Um, you know, being a pretty person too. I think that the the lens of of what a pretty person sees is so different from everybody else too. Especially because she's cross-eyed. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck she was looking at. But this girl, I didn't, I didn't. It's not that I didn't like her. It's just we didn't vibe very well because I think she kind of predicated her personality on her looks. Like, she didn't really have much to offer or talk about aside from things about herself. It was very narcissistic, right? And <clears throat> I didn't really blame her for that. I kind of blamed it on all the guys around her. So when she would walk into the dorm, every fucking guy would act as if they were on an island and they haven't seen pussy in years. They would walk, oh, how's your day doing? What are you doing today? They would, they would try to make her laugh or she would say something not funny at all. And they're just... <laughs> cracking the fuck Damn. up and i was just like the fuck like the bitch ain't even that fine anyway she was she's not saying anything and so when i would walk by her i would just be like hey just give her a hi and a wave right and then i would just move by i would say hi and then one day we're all chilling in the dorm and we're all talking and then she, she she asked to talk to me and she takes me aside i'm like what's up and i'm like what's up she goes how come you don't like me And i'm like what what do you mean I don't like you? She That's goes, how guys actually get hot girls. <laughs> she goes, I could tell you don't like me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, like you don't. She's like, you don't really talk to me. You don't like start up a conversation with. me. Like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, yo, nothing's wrong with you. Like, I'm, I say hi to you every time I see you, right? She goes, yeah, but it's different. I could tell, like, you have like an attitude. I'm like, listen, I at that point because I had a girlfriend at the time, oh. who I was madly in love with, yeah. So I looked at her, I'm like, I'll be real with you, right? And she never really talked to me after this. I was like, I'll be real with you. Like I don't know why you think you're so fucking special. Like I'm just I'm just chilling. Like I'm just saying hi. Like I know these other dudes when they come up to you, they're all like fawning over you and you're used to that attention. I don't care about you like that. I don't know you like that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say hi to you. Like if you want to get to know me, and we could
1: be friends. Yeah, let's do that. So she took you as being standoffish and bad behavior because she has a different standard of how guys treat her. Exactly. So when someone wasn't in love with her which they, it was, yeah, you're right. It's their fault because yeah, it's not they're, their fault. Cause they're actually friend zoning themselves. Mm-hmm. She thinks, oh, these guys are so nice and so cool. We're all friends. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that they all want to fuck the shit out of her. Of course. And then she, if you ask her, she'll be like, no, nah, we're friends. No way. You mm-hmm. know? And then she sees you. This asshole doesn't want to be my friend. Yeah.
0: And like I said before, I don't even blame her. I blame all those fucking guys ruling over
1: her for setting the standard of what a normal human interaction is. You know, you fell upon a technique, though, that many people do not know until they accidentally get there. Which is what? That girl came up to you because you made her self-conscious. And that's Mm. how you get hot girls. (laughs) I already had like this girl I was in love with. So at that point. I know, but that's, that's, that's what a lot of dudes fuck up on is they, they're so fucking desperate, dude. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you don't have to be a dick. Just be, just center yourself. Yeah. And then an insecure, you'll, you'll fucking make her insecure because you're not fucking doing what the other guy's doing. And you know what I think too, which, which kind of hurt her feelings the most is that
0: um, you had to say, like, you're so fucking special, though. Right? Yeah. That, that, well, because I was already irritated. It's like, yeah. you're not special like that. Yeah, like, you're I don't in college. I was like, I don't know. And I was you think I'm harsh now? When 18-year-old David was way worse. Yeah. Like, I didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So now I'm like, you're not that special. Like, you know, I already said all that shit. But when I look back at it, the reason why I think I was also upset was because I think she thought fat, chubby, Asian, dweeby guy should be drooling over me. So why is mm. this guy, who is, like, geeky and fat and weird-looking isn't drooling over me. What's wrong with me? And that already irritated me. It's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? Like I don't fucking, at the time I was was madly in love with my 18 year old girlfriend. I was 18 and we were in love. You were just a fucking blip in the radar to me. So it didn't fucking matter, you know? And I think it's because her, her shit was hurt because oh this guy clearly he's gonna he's gonna be drooling over me yeah and i didn't like her thinking that she could have that power over me because yeah. you don't i don't give a fuck i never really have even the first girlfriend that i with that i was with i didn't really like her because she was the prettiest girl in the school i liked her because of how she made me feel mm-hmm. you know she made me feel that's so advanced
1: you're so emotionally intelligent i i i grew up talking to my mom all the time that's just a shit uh, that i like oh and you grew up in that uh hair salon and that nail salon. I was yeah, around a women of I, girl talk. Hell yeah, I was around women yeah. my whole fucking life, dude. And I was too but You were in them.
0: <laughs> you That's were in, funny. You were
1: inside them. <laughs> That's the difference. The women I'm a r i am I was around were not we were, I think they're different, man. Like they didn't do the gossiping girl talk, all that stuff. My mom fucking hated gossip. My grandma was highly intelligent. She was more like a dude, always wanting to debate and mm. talk about intellectual shit. Um and my yeah and my mom was just working and very like to herself and if she goes hang out with her friends and I'm around like they're talking about worldly shit so i didn't think that mm. i didn't have a maybe a good example of like what most women are like yeah. you know because of the women in my family were different yeah. yeah and they didn't show that side to the kids which i found out later they do they did do it but they compartmentalized what they did, whereas in other families that shit just went out. Yeah, you saw mom fucking, you know, doing this, losing her composure, doing whatever, like having her period days, whatever. They saw the natural forms of what a woman does.
0: Mm. Whereas
1: my house, they come, they kept it separate. They're like, don't bother the kids, don't bother the husband.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I think I've always liked the emotional connection because the first time I've ever I ever lost my the first time I lost my virginity was with the girl that I had been chasing in high school for three or four years. Yeah. So I think like that type of sex that I had which by the way was terrible sex. Um, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. She didn't know what the fuck she was doing. That shit sucked. That wish was, was like Mormon fucking fuck through a blanket type of sex. And like <laughs> you know what I mean, like the religious very strict, you know, like fucking to like make a child type of sex. Just very boring. Because mm. I didn't know what I was doing. But because of that emotional connection that I had with her, I think that was the type of high that I was always looking for when it came to sex. Because after her, yeah, when I, I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, you keep trying to look for love. You just need to just date as much girls as you can. for Number one, for stand-up experience, so you have stories to talk about. Yeah. But two, just fucking, just start fucking. Just try it out. Yeah. You know, see what happens. And what I found out too was that you know, you know, it was very hard for me to get women. I had to use my mouthpiece like a motherfucker. But when I would, and I would hook up with these girls, it was like,
1: ah oh, man, it's just it's not that good. But you girls know? are so nice and forgiving, though, compared to guys. Oh, for sure. When it comes to looks and all that, yeah. I mean, like, I, think, I mean, looks is what draws them in first. But make- they're so fucking nice, man. When you think about it, the sh- the kind of shit that guys good looking guys will not really do it with a good, like with a not so good looking girl. Yeah. That's you know what true. I mean. Like it's a lot l- more shallow. Yeah. 100. Guys are lo- much more shallow when it comes to looks. Yeah. Cause I
0: think like with the, especially like the girls that I hooked up with, I think that when we made like a, a good emotional connection after that, it was just, it was, it was, are they going, are they going to let me or not? You know? Yeah. And after a while they're having a good time, they're like, all right, let's fuck. Yeah. You know? And it was cool cool for me i don't know about her but you know what I mean? but it was it would happen and i remember too when i was younger I, I used to think that um you know a lot of my better looking guy friends they would always tell these stories about yo i bagged this chick i bagged this chick but they would never tell the stories about how many times they tried that night and failed mm. and so i used to think that these dudes like got it like that all the time oh. and then i remember i went clubbing
1: and you saw them talking to this one, talking to that one, talking yeah. to this one, talking
0: to that one. Right? Because I didn't really like going clubbing. But yeah. when I was like, fuck it, after my first girlfriend and we uh, we separated, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me let me hit this club scene to see what's up. And then I just saw them fucking bomb left and right, left and right. And I'm like, oh, you're not getting fucking pussy because it just falls in your lap. You yeah. try. You swing like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then you see what happens. And that, and that was the biggest learning moment for me. I'm like, oh, I just got to keep swinging and trying and then see what will happen. Yeah. And that, and that I think that was like a really good lesson for me it's like yo some a lot of dudes are just full of shit
1: yeah, yeah. big time yeah and a lot of guys I think are they're more putting on a show for the rest of us oh for sure cause I'm like they probably like the wow more than they actually like fucking the girls mm. and I'm like what are you doing that for they like putting the, uh, the the getting the fucking notch on the pegboard or whatever I right? was the opposite man I was ashamed of being such a pervert <laughs>
0: It's in your blood, fool. You're Japanese, dude. I know,
1: but I thought with my dick so fucking much, and then I fell in love. Like, you know, like, and without knowing, I, I was fucking my girlfriend for a whole entire year, and then uh, she's like, I don't, want, I don't know, like, I want more out of this relationship, and she leaves me. I'm like, man, fuck that shit. I could get a new pussy anyway, and I fucking cried for a year, man, <laughs> for a straight year. I didn't even realize that I was... I was that's how emotionally disconnected I was because every time I saw her the only way I knew how to express myself was through sex yeah I didn't know how to be anything but that and I that that this is a ongoing thing for the rest of my life is just I only really know how to fuck yeah and that's the only way I physically connected emotionally or whatever I didn't say anything I didn't express it in any other way so for me I was just you know, I was just a barbarian. It's like, oh, I want her. And I and my life was ruled by my dick. Everywhere I went, I'm going to fuck her. I'm going gonna, gonna to fuck her. You know, like, I don't care. Like, I didn't think about if we matched or anything. I was just thinking if my dick matched her pussy. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. But
1: I feel most guys are like you, though. I think most yeah. guys are. I think I just was. You just go, oh, she looks good. Oh, my God, that ass. I can't stop thinking about that ass. You know,
0: I was just a hopeless romantic, dude. I like that shit. I
1: think I was too until I had a lot of trouble understanding girls in that sense. And I was, I got my heart broken and I was like, man, I don't even want to deal with this shit. And also, um, you know, when you're young and, you know, girls are young too, and everyone's young and trying to learn about themselves and no one knows what the fuck is going on. And then I build trust issues because you go, I can't trust what these hoes say, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my fucking pimp
0: heart breaks because these hoes always be lying to me <laughs> my fucking 15 year old
1: self i can't trust these hoes no more <laughs> she said she loved me but she did it you know
0: damn so you when you when you kind of experienced like your heartache you couldn't really figure out what was going on
1: with you then huh like you you were just it's just like oh what fuck this pain <laughs> yeah it was i was like 17 fucking cry like a little bitch she in my head, she left out of nowhere. But looking back, there were plenty of warning signs that she was not feeling the relationship. Here I am, drunk in sex in and not knowing that I love this girl. Yeah. I just we were fucking every week. You know, you got that seventeen year old boner that needs to be handled. You're it's not even fucking right. You fucking for like a minute every fifteen you know, minutes, whatever, just chilling at home, fucking all the time, doing nothing. You're just in bliss, right? And then, obviously, girls are more emotionally mature than boys are, so they want more out of it. They want to think about a future. Where is this going? Yeah, are we gonna, you know, be together through college? All these. Fifteen years old. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, are you coming over next week again so we can fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then so that you know we're going and we're we're we're, we're together for a year. Doing the same shit, just fucking everywhere, uh, drugs together, theme parks together. I'm having a blast. And then she wants out, right? So she leaves and it hit me. And I'm like, whoa, that shit fucking hurts. Like, and it's in it, especially because it's abrupt. Like, kids do not know how to talk shit out. Mm-hmm. They make decisions in their head and then they fucking just go. There's no discussion after either. Yeah. They just leave. It's fucking hurtful, right? Because it, it caught me out of nowhere. I'm 17, 16 years old, crying like a little bitch while I'm in a gang, trying to pretend that I don't have feelings. Was like a
0: seat walking and crying up. Oh,
1: shit, motherfucker. I was like, I would cry my eyes out and my friend's like, hey, man, we're going to go fucking race cars. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I need people right now. Fuck. And then they come over. <laughs> I don't say that, right? Yeah. And I'm crying my eyes out like, fuck, fucking... Man, I got uh, I got like borderline stalker too. I was like, I fucking I would call and then um I Baby, would be please. A, I would yeah, and then I would leave a message and she wouldn't call me back, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show her how I really feel and I got her song and shit. I would play the song on the fucking phone so she would know how <laughs> I really <laughs> fucking you. feel.
0: <laughs> you. You're romantic, bro.
1: <laughs> I was like, I need you back in my fucking life. Don't you see this shit? And then so I'm like, fuck this shit. And then now I know why kids do crazy shit, like kill themselves and all that after a breakup. Because I was hurt, bro. I was suicidal, volatile, dude. I was, man. So my friends come over, and then um, they know what went on, right? So I'm all like, oh, I, just, I I had to fucking pretend that I did. I wasn't crying all day, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm a tough boy. And then they come over. We're gonna go race cars and shit. We jump in the car, you know. They actually were very as like as thug as we were. They were very supportive, man. Yeah. They were like, ah, it's cool, man. Like, it's cool. Let's talk about it. Like, whatever. They're like, yo, shit happens, man. They try to immediately try to hook me up with another girl, get me laid, all this stuff. Like, they were my boys, dude. And um, all I want to do was her. And we're about to go 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 on the freeway and race. And then um, <laughs> I remember... They turned, and it was getting too close to her neighborhood. uh uh-huh. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, we're getting too close.
0: <laughs> I was like, dog, you were so fucking hurt. Anything about it. And you're just like, no, no, I can't do it, man. No, I told him,
1: like, can we take another route? Like, fuck. And then they're like, what's going on? I was like, we can't go this way, man. She lives out here, man. So they were smoking weed. I was like, give me that fucking joint. And I'm all taking a fucking hit. I'm not giving that joint back. I was like, turn. And then they passed. It was so funny because I treated her street and her neighborhood as if the closer I was getting, the more I was dying. I was so fucking dramatic, dude. Like, it was a fucking radioactive, like, spill. Yeah. I was like, we got to get out of here, man. It's like fucking Fortnite and shit. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then so, and the the homies were so dope that they fucking busted a U-turn in the middle of the street. It's fucking killing it, man. Yeah. Fucking, let's do this. You turn fucking, eh? Like, they they got away like we just robbed a bank. That's fucking funny, man. And then we took a longer route to the freeway. Well, how, how did you get over then? Man, I didn't know how. Like, it would hit me out of nowhere for about a year straight. Like, I out know, of nowhere, my, like. my heart would just start aching. I'm like, oh, I couldn't go to school. I couldn't do... Man, I couldn't do, like, regular gang shit anymore. My heart was so broken. They're like, hey, man, you want to go jump some fools? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I couldn't do I do regular gang. But that's how stupid it was back then. It's like, hey, man, I don't want to cheer you up. Let's go
0: shoot people. Now nah, that's, that's, that's so fucking, fucking funny. But they, you know what I mean? Like, I could just picture them like, hey, man, you want to go... Graffiti this place up. He's yeah. like, I already did. I wrote her name <laughs> 17 times on <already>. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is like yeah. if you know there's people out there who have never had their heart broken before and they just got to be with one per- I oh I tell God. this to Mariel. I was like you've never had your heart broken She's before ne- she never? and you never will because I'm not going to leave her. I was like you'll oh, never yeah, have your heart dude. broken. You're fucking lucky.
1: Oh, Cuz getting your heart broken is a fucking
0: bitch. I would never wish that upon my worst enemy mm-hmm. because it's like how I used to describe it was it felt like my heart sank into the middle of my stomach oh. and my stomach would turn.
1: And, and, it's, and it's young heartbreak. Dude. Yeah. It's young you just heartbreak feel like is, never is gonna intense, bro. Yeah. That shit's
0: intense. I, that's why I know every Brian McKnight song, dude. It's because I used to fucking make these Fuck. mixtapes and I would just listen to that shit in my car. And then <laughs> I remember I would just be just in my crying room your crying, your, crying my crying. eyes Fuck. out, dude, nonstop. When I, when I got dumped, I went into this part I told my, my, my best friend at the time. I told him we were, in, uh, we were sitting on top of his fucking hoopty-ass Nissan Sentra eating this burger And I just started crying into this fucking Wendy's double cheeseburger. I was like, oh, I just remember I couldn't taste it because I was crying so much. I was like, she fucking broke my heart, man. Like, what What are you (laughs) eating? Eating a double cheeseburger in this parking lot. And your snot's getting into the cheese
1: that's disgusting
0: and then i took his brian brian midnight mix cd and i just started playing that shit non-stop over and over and over oh, the
1: music man
0: the, dude, mu- the r&b helped me out so much dude man there's i know all of those lyrics oh. because of that first fucking heartbreak yeah and it's crazy because that heartbreak lasted a while because i think i was trying to get back with her just like in your case but for me it was like for a whole year because yeah she was my best friend as well oh so, so she, you
1: were able to talk to her
0: uh, I, we were
1: we were friends and we were kind of talking to her once in a while. Yeah, we had to end it. I was getting too obsessed. Man. Same here. Same here. Like, like it was way just way like I kept on hoping that something was gonna happen from yeah, this. Yeah, and girls are so sweet that they'll never tell you straight up. Yeah, and guys are so stupid, will take that as a hope. Yeah, you know, like girls will be like, well maybe we can stay friends and in my head i'm like there's a chance i just got to be better she just wants me to be a better man and i can fucking get her back yeah it just never worked out and
0: you know even looking back at it now there were signs that she wanted to leave you know that it wasn't working out and even for me too i knew that we weren't working out but i just was trying to force something that wasn't there you know for me that ass was good man (laughs) We had a long distance relationship, and because I was I was at UCR and then she was in Davis. Oh, that's tough. And so, you know, we would see each other every now and then, and we I would you know take the train to her, she would take the train to me, and I, I look back at it now. If she didn't, if she didn't dump me and we didn't break up, I think. That was my biggest growth experience was the fact that she left me. Oh. Because from then on, I, I got to real, really look at a mirror and say, like, bro, you're a fucking loser.
1: Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't realize how much of a loser I, think, I was. I didn't think I was a loser, though. There was this time. That's crazy. But, I mean, you were older because you were in college, right? Oh, yeah, I was in college. So this went down when I was 16. Damn, 16. dude, I was a fucking old loser. So I-, so, so I didn't have the thoughts to help me realize a lot of shit.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it it was difficult. It took me like a year afterwards where I was still, I think like I was still in love with her and I was still trying to be like friends with her. Mm. But then there was a point where I remember I stopped being in love with her. And it was this time where I was trying to play it cool, like- you know, be a really funny guy and try to be a good friend to her, and and just kind of act like I didn't care about her that way. And I was just acting out, doing dumb shit because I yeah. did a lot of stupid shit, you know. And she just looked at me one day. She goes, "You know what? You're really fucking annoying." And she's never said that to me before. And I was like, "What? What do you mean I'm that's annoying?" Mean. And she was like, "You're you're just, you're annoying me." And I'm like, "Oh!" And that shit fucking hurt me. And I was like, "Damn!" That's
1: before your your breakup, and this that's is kind this, of this is uh, this is after our breakup, oh. so a like year after. And I was like. She's
0: never called me annoying before. This is the first time I annoyed her. And I remember I stopped and I I went home and I was pissed a little bit because she kind of said that fucked up shit to me. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you are annoying, dude. I was Uh, like, what's wrong with you? Because you were too obsessive on her? I was obsessed. I was Uh. like, what are you obsessed with? Like, number one, she's not that dope. Number two, like you're fucking, I was like 20 at the time. I was like, you're 1920 now. Bro move on like what the fuck are you doing and then from that moment on it's when i really started separating our friendship i would hit her up every now and then and then now you know things became really cool and there was a moment where i realized that she literally had no more control over me was when uh, she was going out with somebody else and then you know we went to the same community college together and then when she came in uh, th- this is like uh, she came in before we went to because I we would carpool together. We, we became decent enough where we could carpool with each other's friends, and then she goes, "Hey, so I broke up with that other guy," and just out of nowhere she told me that, and I was like, "Like you're gonna rebound?" And then so I just sat there looking at her. I was like, "So, so, yeah." I was like, "Why are you telling me that?" She goes, "No, I just wanted to let you know, like, you know, we're 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 split up because even though they were still together, we were friends. We would flirt a lot because oh. we've always had a flirtatious friendship before we got together." Yeah. And so I was like, "Well, why are you why are you telling me that?" And then she goes, I just wanted to let you know. She goes, maybe I'll try being single, you know, kind of playing it off. And I was like, I looked at her, I started laughing. And I was <laughs> like, and never she, again, bitch. And then she was like, why are you laughing? I was like, you have not been single since the day, since we've been friends, you've never been single once. Yeah. You are somebody who is incapable of being single. You always need somebody there for you. And then she got pissed. You know, she was like a little Did she, did she show you up? And she's like, I'll show you how single I am <laughs> by no. staying single for a week. Exactly. So, like, a couple weeks later, she got together with the guy that she was interning at this vet clinic, which she was working at, um, which means that she already had, like, a flirtatious relationship with that guy Uh, before. Some people are
1: habitual relationship Exactly. And the guy that
0: she was with after me was somebody that was my really close friend, and he was hitting on her while we were together. Oh, man. So, she's, like, she's a homie hopper. You know, she she consistently homie hops all the time. Yeah. And she's already developing other relationships as she's with somebody else. Because even when they were together, we broke up and I'm her ex-boyfriend. He, we were flirting with each other all the fucking time. Damn. Like, she would come over as we were kicking it, and we would, like, watch movies together or something. And they're together. And he said he was cool with it, which I don't know why. But she would come over, and she would, like, fall asleep on my lap and all this shit while we're watching movies and She's shit. She's constantly in need of validation Yes, from people. <clears throat> and that's when I was like, oh, shit, yeah. David. You have the upper hand now. She's not in control. You're yeah. actually in control of the situation. And I think that moment, if she didn't call me annoying, and basically she was calling me a loser, I would have never realized how much of a fucking loser I was. And then from then on, like my life started to change. She was my biggest life lesson.
1: Because you were such a loser, you needed, you prized her. Mm -hmm. And she would have walked all over you and went for another guy that wasn't giving her attention that she wants validation from exactly and i couldn't
0: i couldn't fucking see it Damn. too and it's not like she ever had bad intentions but that's just once again that's the type of guys that have been around her so yeah. that's what she's used to so it's not really her fault either yeah so i just had to look back and that's when i started doing a shit ton of stand up I started doing, um, I I just dated a lot more. I wasn't afraid of more experiences. And my life just, I started collecting all these stories that was helping my stand-up a lot because I wasn't living just for one human being anymore. I was like, yo, man, like, dude, you're not a fucking loser anymore.
1: That's why they say that whole self, self-love, self self-worth, all that shit is important before you get into a relationship. Oh, yeah. That's why it's dangerous for young people, like kids, high schoolers, like, they don't even know themselves yet. They don't love themselves. So they get into a relationship. That shit hurts. Oh, you don't know what the fuck to do. If you don't have good parents to teach you and walk you through that shit, that shit's like... Oh, man, I wouldn't even know
0: how to help my teenage son walk through it because I just got to be like, you got to just feel the pain, dude. And it'll it'll pass. Eventually. Yeah.
1: And then it's kind of good. I mean, I've been through several good breakups, heartbreaks, and I would say it ca- it's it's for great comedy material because oh. I did not learn my fucking lesson. dude. <laughs> I am a dramatic fucking drunk like, when it comes to all that shit. You're passionate, dude. I think you're a passionate guy. You like that feeling. I think so, man. But the thing is I think I've been burned so much I lack the ability in my last relationship in my last few relationships actually to show the good side of the passion. Mm. So I you'll I'll have the uh when it's too late passion. When it's when it's anger and, and like whatever. But like I think now I'm pretty ready because I'm unlocked to be able to just explore all options you know because i'm not really afraid to get hurt anymore yeah i think i'm past that stage because there was a stage when i didn't believe in love and that's probably because um the multiple breakups that i've had that i'm like i don't want to go through that pain again it was oh fucking brutal yeah but now i'm more older i feel like i can manage the pain better because it's gonna go it's gonna happen you know but just fucking playing music over a phone. <laughs> like a, that, that fucking I image love, right there dude. is
0: hilarious, dude. That's a danger <laughs> it's boy for, shit.
1: Is looking like a danger boy? That's a danger boy. And shit, being dude. and then you. The funnier part is hiding it, <laughs> hiding what a little fucking bitch you are. <laughs> the dude, come I over, remember, I remember, <laughs> I was in the back seat of a fucking car. I had a gun in my lap. We had some weed, right? And we're smoking, and um. I literally started crying, like, like hiding crying, like my eyes were fucking drooping, right? And I'm out here, like, not even caring about what's going on in the moment. Like, we're driving fast, got a gun on my lap. I don't care. All I care about is I want her back in my life. I'm getting a Glock in your lap and some weed, <laughs> right? And, and my eyes are image. just drooping, and I'm all like, "I'll give this all up, I'll give it all up for her," and, you know. Like I'm like tearing up like a little bitch. That's fucking funny, man. And it's it's the contrast is hilarious. Like we're out here, oh, like, we went to go race cars and shit. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, "I hope I die tonight." So then I go on the fucking news, or and like she regrets and it. She regr- yeah, dude. Same thing is stupid shit like that. That's why I'm like, young love, man. You do some stupid shit. Uh, it's, it's,
0: man, people exhibit those behaviors so much. Um, a buddy of mine just went through a breakup. And <clears throat> as he was telling me about what the girl was doing, I li- you could even ask him, because you know him. I literally called word for word everything she was doing and why. And he was like, dude, are you like an oracle? I was like, "Nah, it's because she's exhibiting child behaviors. Yeah. Like, like high school behaviors. Like, for example, it would be like on some shit like, <clears throat> like, oh, well- you should, I, I want you to leave the house. And, he, you know, he'll be like, oh, he was like, well, I already packed my stuff and I left. So I'm, I'm going go to go find a place. And then she blows the fuck up. He goes, like, well, I didn't understand why she blew up. I was like, you know why she blew up? It's because she wanted the option to tell you to get the fuck out and you took that from her. And so she wanted to have that power. And then later uh... on, lo and behold, what did she say? She goes, I was really mad because you <laughs> took that away from me. And I was like. That's some childish shit. But didn't she tell him to get the fuck out? So this was <clears throat> afterwards, I guess she had t- some time to think about whatever, what happened before them. And then she, I was like, I literally told her that is the childish move because she wanted the power oh, of kicking you and you took that from her. And he goes, oh, how shit. did you know that? I was like, because I've seen this before a million fucking times. It's typical behaviors of people who haven't really like faced hardships like that. Yeah. They, they They just want to lash out to hurt somebody. Like, in your case, it's like, I want to fucking die, so you regret it, dude. Yeah. You know? That young was love. Me, man. That that's was crazy. crazy.
1: well do some crazy shit. We should do some more Young Love stories. I got oh, a lot more, man. No, we I haven't sh- even shared this shit yet. It's just fucking funny.
0: That's dude. fucking tight, dude. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I know you guys want to hear more, but that's an hour and, like, 17 or 10 minutes in. Wow, we so, went pretty in. Yeah, so um, you remember... We can, you all can. We, you all can catch us on on iTunes, Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, any type of audio platform. Uh, share the video, give us a like and thumbs up. You can even like time tag the parts that you thought were the best. Uh, and keep keep interactive, man. Keep listening, and we'll be there with you every time you travel, every week, Thursdays and Sundays. Always Thursdays with Joe. We're popping. We're cracking. We're doing it. Thank you very much. Peace.